come to our podcast in Mindsight, where we discuss thought-provoking ideas and concepts which we stumbled upon on our self-improvement journey. As always, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host Ilias. I'm Yasin, and let's dive right into this week's topic, which is going to be decision-making. Fancy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> How did we get to that? I feel well, like lately we kind of, every time we end an episode, we just kind of take an idea from that episode and make another episode out of that. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not too bad of an idea to, to do that, right? You could say it's a good decision. <laughs> right, it's a good decision. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, man. What are we going to talk about? I have um, no idea how, how to dive into this. It's like such a huge topic. That's also what I actually wrote down in my notes when I brainstormed a bit what is part of, of decision making. It's like, I don't know, man. It's like the, the topic, the biggest topic out there. Because, I don't know, our whole life consists of making decisions, I guess. Consciously yeah. or unconsciously. That's also something we can talk about. <laughs> and... There are so sure. many areas to it, I guess. Um, when we could easily make 20 episodes about it. Because psychology, philosophy, mathematics, everything is connected to it. Right. Making the best decisions out there. And I actually also think everything we will come up in this episode with, it will be not doing justice to the topic itself. For sure. It will be just an oversimplification of, I don't know, the, the human condition itself. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but, but it, that's true. Um, I suggest let's just start with personal stuff. I think that's the easiest way to get into the topic. Um, yeah. Decision making. Well, I actually wrote down as well when I was brainstorming some key questions i often found myself asking myself when i'm about to make a decision mm -hmm. and they're not in our particular order i just i'm just gonna read them out and we can discuss them um the first or one of the question i ask myself usually is how important or relevant is this decision to my life yeah and I mean, sure, you could argue, you know, butterfly effect and every little decision has the potential to have made an, a major impact on your life, sure. But I'm talking about, you know, is it a decision in the sense of where am I going to eat today or is it a decision of what am I going to study? You know, they're slightly yeah. different in relevance. And when it comes to things like, you know, what am I going to eat or you know, little stuff like that, that really is insignificant or not as significant as other decisions. I mm. tend to not waste my time thinking too much about them because at the end of the day, they don't really matter. And mostly, not all of them, but mostly they're just a waste of energy if you spend too much time on them. Would you agree? Yeah. Yes. Yes. But again, already here we find the first issue, like... <laughs> How do you define relevance to you? Because sure. Oh man, now I need to come up with uh, some abstract example. Like which decision? I mean, there there is then a border between which decision is relevant to you and which isn't, and it will be 
settled between the like huge life issues and like where to go eat and there already i guess we have a problem with uh fitting fitting stuff into a model <laughs> um yeah because also also relevancy can be like uh just as another example like if you're a nihilist like all your decisions are basically <laughs> pointless <laughs> right you get no nowhere you could just die here and now and then everything would be irrelevant and yeah you we already have a problem i guess but go on man um it's a subjective thing and our intuition might figure it out what what is relevant exactly. or irrelevant to us <laughs> intuition we yeah. made an episode on that w was it the mm. last episode i or was think it so the one before that we can look it up quickly. yeah it, it was the last oh, the yeah. last perfect so if you guys haven't checked it out check it out it was quite interesting yeah uh to try to figure out what intuition is and how we should use it anyways let's move <laughs> on to another question i tend to ask myself which is what is the worst case or the best case scenario with either of the options that's particular when i have more than two options and i'm maybe a bit overwhelmed by all of the possibilities hmm. i'm just trying to make it a little more binary by asking myself, okay, what's the best thing that could happen and what's the absolute worst thing that could happen? Man. Although, and again, of course, I see a problem. I see a problem I, I of, know, man, know. best case scenario would be, oh, by eating out today, I get a, I become a millionaire because uh, some rich dude uh, also eats in the restaurant and thinks, hey, man, I, I'll gift everyone a million dollars. Sure. Yeah, Are that's you, what I wanted I to know. say next. You yeah, I, you have to be realistic. And again, you could ask, yeah, what yeah. does it mean to be realistic? And how realistic should you be? And what is reality? And all of that. We can go on and on. Yep. But <laughs> let's try. Let's try to keep it reasonable. Yes. As, a, as a general idea, would you agree with that question, let's say? Yeah, I mean, it's a nice question, which we didn't get into yet, is why are you asking yourself those questions and why are they helpful to you? Um, but I see some more questions on your list, so let's, I, I guess, introduce ourselves or introdu <laughs> introduce us to the, la the rest of them <laughs> and then kind sure, of combine them, I guess, into some bigger picture. Yeah, May even before that I can answer, I mean... Yeah, yeah. You, it's, it's. I think I kind of try to, to describe with those questions, what type of, what what is going on in my head when I try to make a decision, and also how I kind of try to categorize decisions. Mm -hmm. But again, the whole decision making thing is mostly very very intuitive, yeah. and it's hard to describe to other people what's going on in your head mm -hmm. when you're making a decision. But sure, let's move on. Another question. Uh, I think that's an interesting one. And we did an entire episode on that quite early on in our podcasting career, which was sacrifices um, slash consequences of decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's also something I tend to ask myself, which is, you know, what are the sacrifices or the consequences that come with each option? And that kind of plays into the worst case, best case scenario. And it's kind of just a little more differentiated to think, okay, if I... If I make the decision to not go to the gym, what are the consequences? If I decide to go to the gym, what are the consequences? And all of that. And usually with answering that question, it's really good to have sort of a value system 
in your life or you have certain principles you can mm-hmm. orient yourself with and okay health is important family is very important you know university is important to me or whatever and therefore if a decision makes too many sacrifices in those areas i will try to find another option for example yeah yeah makes sense makes sense man are those questions equally important to you that that would also be a thing you need to pay attention <laughs> to right um i i guess right. yeah you said it's like more of an intuitive thing in your head going on like yeah at that point in time probably this this question is more important yeah right yeah but guess it's a reasonable question to ask i mean all of them are quite reasonable to like make the problem more tangible to see where it might lead um might lead you whether there's a good outcome whether there's a bad outcome whether you should actually invest that much time into decision making um Mm. and i guess everything else comes with experience right so right Well, how actually before I move on to the last question, which again isn't really the last question, it's just the last came to mind. Yeah. Um, how how would you say do you approach it? Is it is it for you more of a filtering system where you just have like different categories of decisions and you kind of make your decisions based on that? Or is it more really maybe as I approach it, although I'm not sure if I approach it that way, of asking questions and kind of trying to figure out the best route to take? Okay, man, that's a big question. That's, <laughs> I have to get into my whole life philosophy now. <laughs> no, um, actually, I think I also, I also uh, looked up a paper like the easy daily decisions, um, they are handled by habits or unconsciously. Like uh, at least that paper said, like up to ninety percent of our decisions are made unconsciously. Or you could also say uh, by system two, which we established in the last episode a bit more, and or into um, uh, thinking fast and slow episode <laughs> even more, which is about that. Um, so no, I think like the majority of my decisions are also made unconsciously not even paying respect to the questions you you put up there probably also for you you don't even think about those questions it's just like yeah man i go to the toilet now and (laughs) (laughs) should i go to the toilet or should i wait Ah, the most philosophical question ever yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, basically that's it for the very basic decisions um then I guess there is that kind of, um, yeah, medium field of decisions where you actually apply your consciousness to a certain extent, like figuring out, okay, do I want to go out this evening, um, have some fun with friends or should I rather like learn for, for an exam? And there, I guess, I I apply I apply to some extent your questions. I like think to myself, okay, what man, what what how much stress will there be for me if I don't um 
don't learn or don't do my homework now for the next two days do i really want to want my, want to put myself up for that stress um just the basic i guess yeah the basic questions you you have there um and i don't know man for the big life decisions at least from my experience there is I, I usually first of all when when identifying the decision I usually don't even identify it it just like comes to me okay man there's this option of I don't know changing school right now or staying at my old school and then I think to myself man yeah that that, that could be cool <laughs> um thinking thinking a few years ahead like or maybe many years ahead like man when i'm on my deathbed what would be the coolest decision to make um but can i also like deal with all the stress that's connected to it all that stuff i i basically yes overthink it but there's a lot of emotion connected it to it still i i suppose like oh man yeah that's that's totally what i'd love to do now <laughs> um right so less rational than you i guess you'd think you'd you'd be right um i suppose i don't really have a nailed down decision making uh process with uh, solid Maybe things either. i go through like mainly intuition <laughs> and the one thing that i learned that i guess basically will also be the end result of our little discussion here today of our little podcast recording is there is no framework that fits decision making whatever book will uh, tell you that is a productivity guru fake thing um the only thing that comes close to it that can deal with a huge variety of decisions and usually gives you the best decisions but obviously there are exceptions to that rule is principle centered decision making which you already tackled uh which you already mentioned um why why is that i guess um or let, let me get first of all into what what that principle centered decision making is a bit more if, if you're okay with that sure i suppose you first like reflect a lot about yourself and that whole process i i leave that out right now and you come up with certain principles that um yeah that align with your worldview that you'd say are inert to yourself that are that you can that you can like support maybe you like to learn you're a lifelong learner um or you want to give back something to society or you love to be honest or you you really value your family um and what you then can ask yourself with the really important decisions or with some of the medium important decisions is does does that align with those principles that I set myself? Um, yeah, and usually even if you take the wrong decision that you can then you can say, man, those decisions man i say the word decision so often <laughs> uh yeah 
Um, they, I took it because it aligned with my principles. So in theory, I did nothing wrong. The only thing that I can now do is, okay, I took the wrong decision. Maybe I need to overwork my, my principle and model a bit more. Maybe something, something was, um, not covered yet. That's, I guess the most solid approach to things. But, however, you need to be very reflected and figure out your principles and update them regularly, um, which is, a I guess, the hugest downside. But you can also see it as an upside, like getting into, like, training your perception and your mindfulness and stuff. That was a long right. monologue. Um, I <laughs> guess that's, that's how I view the decision-making process for myself. Very intuitive, very not not um yeah technique or technique or template centered <laughs> you do you have to think about this and this and this no that's probably not not it at all that's not it for most of us um however with recurring decisions or weekly decisions um or very important decisions i tend to think about it whether it aligns with my principles yeah right <laughs> okay <Whew>. yeah <laughs> let's yeah, see yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where do we go from here um nah man i, I, yeah, uh, I enjoyed I the episode right so see you <laughs> <laughs> see you again next week <laughs> nah man well i agree i think for the vast majority of people it's very very intuitive and it's very hard to describe what is actually going on in our heads and i think it's you know there's actually no point in trying to describe it as long as you're aware that there kind of is a certain process and that principles play a very important role in that and that those principles should be revisited quite often and you shouldn't like just blindly follow them because you set them when you were 10 and you just keep them that way probably isn't the best way to go about decision making mm, let's see actually yeah le let's discuss something <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. have a little more dynamic discussion. For me, it's always, okay, not always, with bigger decisions, it's very important for me to have backup plans and to have mm -hmm. backup decisions and backup routes or whatever. To always have plan A through Z and to know whatever <laughs> happens. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, obviously, not like that. But to know that whatever happens, I have considered every option and I've thought about all the possible outcomes, even the ones that may not be that realistic. And whatever but happens, that will never be the case. I'm prepared. No. What do you mean? Like thinking for every outcome, being prepared. There is always you can reduce the chance, but there is always something that will not go right. Sure. We can also sure. discuss I mean... that then. What do you do then, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, sure. I agree. I mean, it's not. It's not, let's say, it's not out of a fear of not being prepared. It's, mm. it's more of a, I feel a certain responsibility to be prepared for as many outcomes as possible. Mm -hmm. And I kind of also feel responsible to myself to be able to make another decision very quickly if my plan A doesn't work out. You know, I kind yeah. of, I think what I do is I p prepare multiple options and kind of think about them. Again, it's very intuitive. I don't spend time planning 
play B, uh, plan B through Z. Mm. It's just something very intuitive. And I just think, okay, if that doesn't work out, because honestly, most of the time, plan A doesn't work out because <laughs> we tend to be very, we tend to, we tend to fall into this trap of wishful thinking mm. and kind of hope for certain things to happen that, you know, may True. not be very realistic. And therefore I kind of, try to remind myself to always be prepared that stuff is probably gonna go wrong or not exactly as i imagined it in the beginning and it also helps me you know when shit hits the fan which it probably (laughs) will then i don't waste as much time redeciding Mm -hmm. what to do because i've already prepared a certain framework for that possibility Mm -hmm. man what what really resonated there with me, what you just said, or like what really sprang to my mind is, should we make the plan that we wish for most our plan A? <laughs> because it will be less likely, right? Hmm. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's kind of important to approach things with a certain degree of realistic optimism, let's say. Um, Because, you know, I I know a lot of people who kind of approach everything very pessimistically and, you know, it's not never going to work out and I'm such a terrible person and I'm worthless and whatever. And it's very intoxicating. It's -hmm. intoxicating their decision-making and, it usually leads to worse outcomes than the person who just approached it a little more, yeah, optimistically or even a little more in, indifferently and didn't put so much weight into that decision. And yeah, I think it's completely normal to to want to have a certain outcome and to plan accordingly. But then again, I think it's more important to be prepared that you know things may not work out Certain mm-hmm. people may not keep up their promises or whatever, and to just be yeah prepared for that. Yeah, man. I I think it's yeah it's dangerous to put everything on one card. Like yeah yeah that that's basically it. It's dangerous to put everything on one <laughs> card. I think yeah. Uh, the the example that springs to my mind is like rooting for a certain university do you want to study at uh, as an example like oh man harvard so cool (laughs) you shouldn't put everything on one card like getting accepted there you should have plan b's and yeah yeah man i i wish i i could say something philosophically about it but it's actually very everything is very basic because we all of us have to do deal with decisions every day like on a daily basis and everybody knows knows that those dilemmas and those dramas and everything that plays out so i just yeah just putting stuff in front of my mind again is kind of uh very yeah very resonating thought process here in that in the sense of we take things so yeah 
things happen like on a daily basis to us we don't even wonder about them again but like just talking a bit about trivial things of the decision making process that really resonates a, a bit with me right now like yeah yeah actually we tend to put everything on one card and that's our plan a and we shouldn't do that which is very logically that you shouldn't do it but yeah <laughs> sure. yeah i don't know whether it makes sense makes sense what i just said but <laughs> no man it, it does sorry it does, for wasting and... podcast time sorry for wasting your time out there <laughs> no man no uh, it's okay it's our podcast we can do whatever we want yeah that's the great part um, all right let's make okay. a little workout session right now. <laughs> <laughs> you there who are listening uh, to us uh, while you're doing your workout man you can do it five more reps five <laughs> right okay and one you, you and should two, become a personal three. trainer yeah sure man ah all right a uh, personal trainer for the mind of our listeners out there just like you very own. nicely put <laughs> definitely all right let's see uh we talked about not putting everything on one card not yep. relying too much on plan a Yep. All of that. Well, mm, I'm trying to figure out what else we can we can talk about that's kind of in that realm of having like multiple backup plans and mm -hmm. not relying too much on just one single option. Ah, right. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, while you were talking and you were mentioning kind of, um, you're comparing it to the university selection process and kind of, putting mm -hmm. all your hopes into getting to Harvard, for example. It reminded me of that article I read, and I think it's mentioned in the vast majority of like self-improvement books. Do you not limit your identity to one outcome? Oh, yes. Or, or even to not mm -hmm. limit your identity to a certain skill set you may or may not have. And yeah, man, that, that, that really resonates with me because I think it's very easy to get caught up in that status slash identity game and think, yeah, because I went to that university and studied that subject and ha had a perfect GPA or whatever and now work at Google, that's kind of my whole identity. And if that were to crumble down on me, then I'm basically done. Like, what, what am I apart from that? And mm. I think especially in today's society, it has become a very much like those status games have become more and more important to people and actually i i stumbled upon a youtube video by some random guy i never watched before who talked about how he thinks he wasted his 20s and mm -hmm. he made that video when he turned 30 and he kind of talked about he went to a great i, th I think he even went to an, to an ivy league university and um i think he was top of the class and he got into an, he got an amazing job and bought expensive stuff and got a car and had an amazing beautiful girlfriend and all of that and after a few years he just was getting more and more depressed and anxious and yeah just really unhappy with his life although externally he he seemed perfectly accomplished and successful and all of that mm -hmm. and yeah, man, he kind of talked about that, how he got caught up in status games and he started taking drugs and uh, started drinking more alcohol than is healthy, if alcohol is even healthy. <laughs> mm. And 
he yeah man he kind of talked about that and i was like damn just imagine chasing status and money and uh, success external validation for 10 years just to figure out at one point that it's going to make you more and more unhappy if you continue on that road and you just have to basically throw all of that away and go with a completely different decision again decision making <laughs> so yeah what he probably discovered is that he didn't base his decisions and his life on the principles that actually resonated with him <laughs> right so although I, or maybe mm. he did and they they changed I think his principles were too much influenced by external outside, validation. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly something I find myself quite frequently struggling with. Kind of. Yeah. It's not even yeah. about external appearances as much as it is about like an internal feeling of status and success. You know? Can you elaborate on that, man? Um, in the sense of you feel good if you have a certain status, not because others uh, recognize you for it? Yes and no. I, I like to think that I don't care all that much what other people think. Although, you know, I'm not sure how true that is. Mm -hmm. But there... When it comes to like status games and and feeling like I'm in some way maybe superior to other people, whatever, it's kind of this weird thing of, on one hand, I really don't care how other people perceive me and what they think of me because they have no idea who I am. But you're and proud of yourself time, for being better than them. <laughs> kind of, yeah. I mean that that as well. To put it, but actually, on the other yeah. hand, yeah. But on the other hand. I'm like, I only care how I view myself and like how quote unquote successful I consider myself to be. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I also noticed that at the end of the day, I kind of also care about people perceiving me in a similar way as I may be perceiving myself. And yeah, I mean, I like to say I don't care what people think, but is that really true? I don't know, man. I struggle with that quite a mm -hmm. lot. Like your last point, sorry. Can you quickly summarize that again? My <laughs> last point yeah. being... Like, uh, you don't care about... the or I, I'll try to do it. You don't care about what others think of you? Or you tend to think that of yourself? Um, right. But for yourself, you... Yeah, can can you complete that sentence? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite difficult to explain. It's a very weird, ambiguous thing. So on one hand, I like to tell myself and tell other people that I don't think, I don't care what they think about me and how they perceive me and whether or not they think I'm successful or whatever. But at the same time, I, I also like the idea of people perceiving me in a certain way, even though I say I don't really care about that. 
But what I like, like to potentially tell perceiving you that way, or actually perceiving you that way. Well, yeah, that's like a as a potential in the sense of man, if I met a dude that was doing the same thing that I was doing right now, I'd think like, oh shit, man. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And kind not of actually like wanting wanting the appreciation of others in a real, uh, like in in the manner that somebody approached you and did that, which would also be cool and an ego boost, obviously, right. but just the potentially uh, the potential that thing potentially have potentially happening to you <laughs> right is that is kind that of like feeling? that yes mm -hmm. yes kind of mm -hmm. like that and but also i like to tell myself that i only care how you know the people close to me perceive me or not even that much how they perceive me but more how i perceive myself and whether or not i actually do things i'm passionate about and do things that i actually enjoy and not just do for the status of it and yeah, yeah i mean it's <laughs> i think i think i kind of over dramatize it it's it's not something that's like non-stop on my mind and it's not like this whole status game thingy is not something that i necessarily like to be involved in or i don't like to allow myself to be involved in that too much Mm -hmm. But I often find myself involved in it, even though I don't really want to. Yeah. So, do you relate to all of that? Or <laughs> am I just weird? <laughs> Man, I can so relate to that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, actually. Right. It's, I think it's the same for me. It probably is for everyone out there. Um Okay, some might actually also want to 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 show off and be like uh, <laughs> cheered on by the crowds, people um, tri tripping over because your musical performance is so Michael Jacksony. <laughs> yeah, right. when you're on the stage, yeah, yeah, I I I feel the same. I I feel the same. I have to, I have to say, I just to need to make my mind up about whether that's a good approach or a bad approach to the whole thing <laughs> yeah well obviously being too I status focused probably not the best the best the best approach basing yourself self-worth on it right that's that's basically what it would what it would be what it would uh, amount to yeah i think mm -hmm. the kind of straightforward answer to that is there needs to be a balance yeah. between you just pursuing things because they genuinely make you happy mm -hmm. or content or whatever and but also being kind of wary about your status and i don't mean that in a like I'm superior, you inferior way. I mean that in, I think living, being a functioning member of society requires some degree of being aware of the status games mm -hmm. and being aware that your, the perception other people have of you and whether or not they think you're competent, whether or not they think you can take care of yourself and your family, all of that is kind of important in many cases. 
I mean, yes. you can be the most intelligent computer scientist in the world, but if it, it doesn't you help don't you if care you're a shut-in, <laughs> right? If if you don't care about people, if you don't give a shit about business, if you don't care about actually helping people with your skills, then it's going to be very hard for you to do anything major because you need other people to help you along the journey. So yeah. being kind of aware of how society works, whether you like it or not, and how to move in that system, let's say, is kind of important. But letting your but defining your self-worth based on what other people think of you and based on whether or not they perceive you as being successful or competent although again competence may be important but let's say you care too much about being perceived as successful and you base your whole identity and self-worth on that that's going to be problematic it makes you very vulnerable so so to sum up your point um yes we have to focus on status and self-worth because it's part of the game of society and you will probably not be able to to overthrow that. Uh, yes, there are some certain unhealthy aspects to it, but you need to you, you need to have a basic understanding of the game and how to play it, and actually have to play it to a certain extent. But on the other hand, basing it uh, going into the other extreme direction, you should um, refrain from um, in yeah putting everything on one card, on the status card, on on the recognition card right man i have several thoughts on that um <laughs> okay first of all i'd like to like to um translate a quote from marcus aurelius to you which i just pulled up which reminded me of the thing um give me a second because it's in german and i need to put it into english um okay where things appear too serious to you um okay that's a quote from me like wait okay where things appear too serious to you you have to uncover them um and try to figure out their worthlessness and destroy their um their societal recognition um yeah, because and now that's what I say to it. Um, that's not part of the quote anymore. Because it's just a made-up game. It's not internal to the universe. It's not something that's actually there. It's just a concept that humans agreed on um, to be worth something. Just like money, it's what you actually have is a piece of metal that we... Uh, uh, describe value upon same it is with all the other um serious things out there and what marcus aurelius wants to say as here right now um man watch out wherever things appear very serious to you pay a close attention to that because usually it's just an an over exaggerated extreme case of the social game we're playing with inscribing value to things um what what are extreme examples of that probably 
being uh, super rich or like that whole gossip royal family stuff or <laughs> we did a, an episode about that as well like <laughs> what he basically says is, is man open your eyes look out you don't want to play that game because in the long run you'll probably trip over some aspect of it you don't want to inscribe your value to that you want to distance yourself a bit from it reflect about it and determine how how much you want to play that game right um Yes. Now, <laughs> the other thought that came to my mind, um, and I, and it's a difficult thought to put into into to context. Um, what usually happens to us is that. Society creates certain roles, um, certain roles for us, like, I don't know, the caring father, the super rich uh, millionaire on his yacht, um, the studious students that gets good grades. And an unreflected, unauthentic like that word will become important right now authenticity um person would just take over those roles um as as certain options that are out there and not think about their personal values or actually make their personal values the values of that role that society wants you to have um whereas an authentic person would with all the experience which basically is also only based on the roles that society puts out there it's difficult to come up with your own thing would reflect upon those roles that are put out there by society and where needed adjust them or or drop them completely where like to the extent that's allowed when wanting to play the social game and adjusting them to your own principles that's what probably authenticity um could be more or less summed up to um playing the game to your own rules maybe to put it into a simpler <laughs> to put it to a simpler right. though those were my thoughts that came to mind so to bring that back to decision making um or to basing your decisions on um serious things as marcus aurelius would say um yeah um reflect that about that compare it to your principles and open your eyes to to all those uh, stupid societal games out there that are played and only take uh, and only adapt things that you feel you are you can identify with and that will make you an authentic person if that is <laughs> if that was understandable man <laughs> sure it was a very long point <laughs> yeah but quite 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 an interesting quite interesting how you kind of got it connected back to decision making so yeah i derailed aspect. quite a bit there <laughs> <laughs> but you saved it you saved the thought mm. um 
Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say many things. Um, yes. But kind of got lost in the argument. So Yeah, you need to write first things down. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. First off, the Marcus Aurelius quote. Mm. Yeah, I think basically what he refers to one part is the authenticity part, but also just finding the balance between moving successfully through society being a good member of society whatever that means but also being aware of the status games being aware of kind of the toxic societal patterns and not just going through that system without reflecting and without making sure that you're actually being authentic and you're not kind of losing yourself in the process which and now i'm derailing which mm. kind of reminds me of how i felt after a levels and i've mentioned that a lot on the podcast where whereas after a levels i very much felt like i adapted so much to the school system to mm. move in there successfully and to come out somewhat successfully so much so that I ended up kind of, in a way, losing myself. However, over-dramatized that may sound. Yeah. And I realized that, you know, I wasn't... I was taking the game too seriously in certain cases. And I wasn't maybe also courageous enough, in a way, to be authentic or to kind of adapt the rules to me rather than me adapting to the rules, you know? Mm. And obviously in the gap year, that kind of whole perspective changed and I started to understand what was probably going on there and why I did what I did and why I felt why, uh, how I felt. And obviously now my strategy is quite a bit different when it comes to approaching university and life in general. And it has been much better since. But it's very hard because if you're used to seeking success in a, in a certain system and you're used to adapting to the rules so much that you don't really care about being authentic, it's going to be very hard in the beginning to force yourself to just be yourself, even though that may come with some minor negative consequences. But in the long run, you're always going to be better off just being authentic. So yeah, that really resonated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 There was no argument there. It was just me telling you how I resonated with the quote. <laughs> that mm -hmm. wasn't I, I'd, I'd much say, of an argument. Yeah, yeah no, no worries, no worries. I think... Yeah, whenever we take a decision, we good, should go into the direction of authenticity more. Doing that too extremely might, however, lead to two negative consequences. Hmm. Also, like which we already established, like when you don't play the societal game to a minimum. <laughs> yeah. Right. But other than that, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice thought, man. What I, what I, what reson, 
Okay, another another point of resonance right here. Um, <laughs> Which because is you talked talk about yeah, man, yeah, you're basically a physical system right here. We can put up a differential equation and <laughs> yeah, okay, right. only physicists will get that now or mathematic math math students, whatever. But because you you you, you transferred that to your personal life, I also thought or came up with with the thought of man stripped from all my i don't know certificates and stuff i did like only me as a person if i'm meeting to to put it in a very simple way if i meet a stranger out there am i actually a convincing person a person that you'd you'd see like as yeah, that's also a question, a good question. What would you, what you, would you want to be seen like? But like a, an, an, an interest, let's say an interesting, um, an interesting member of society that um, has his 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 stuff nailed down, putting away all the university stuff where I was or the school stuff where I was. Am I actually? Am I actually a valuable person in in that sense? <laughs> okay interesting or am i interesting am i somebody that, that can achieve stuff that um that's outside of all the systems and grades and whatever whatever we did um that's the thought that i'm struggling a bit right now with yeah <laughs> okay i i find it interesting how you use the word am i valuable in any way mm -hmm. i i found it very interesting so i hope i i get it correctly you are asking yourself often whether or not apart from kind of your achievements so far just you as a person mm -hmm. are perceived as a valuable member of society and whether or not you're you can be perceived as someone who will be successful in yeah life basically um, it doesn't actually have to be a valuable member of society. But maybe what I want to say is, I'm very good at playing at playing the societal game um, of getting good grades, um, of getting certificates, or I don't know, getting to cool universities, whatever. But apart from that, am I actually someone, for example, who is who is intelligent? Um, who can figure out problems on their own, who can, I don't know, advance physics in some way. That's that's the question I'm asking myself. Um, whether I have to be more... Whether I actually should be more authentic or invest myself into, I don't know, learning some more stuff because I want to... Yeah, it's hard to put down, man. It's hard to pin down. I think you were on the right track with your with your summary there, yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I actually so, achieve something apart from right. stuff that society <laughs> thinks I achieve? Okay. <laughs> I, I think I I intuitively get it. It it, yeah. it is very hard to put into words. So you are asking yourself apart when I'm outside of any system. Yes. Let's say outside of university and of, uh, I don't know, um, 
how's it called business consulting and all of that because mm. those are all systems with clear rules and clear defined success everyone 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 knows what success means in those systems and how to achieve it mm-hmm. and you're asking yourself if if i am outside of those systems which is impossible yeah but i mean outside of the system let's say let, let's just take life as mm. the ultimate system if i'm outside of those controlled environments would i be able to be successful and would i be able to achieve great things or am i just able to achieve them in a controlled environment where the rules are very clear where you know people's behavior is usually very predictable and all of that yes to a certain extent i i yeah it still feels like that doesn't bring the problem 100% to the point but um yes to let's say to to 80 80 90% that's that's the thing <laughs> okay yeah interesting that's yeah man that's that, that's really interesting because for me i don't think i ever i ever thought that way about myself i think Oh, man, I I think for me it was always I want to get out of those controlled environments as soon as possible mm. because I feel so limited by them. And they, after some time, in the beginning, they're very excited. For example, now that I've started university, in the beginning, it's very exciting because you meet new people and the whole game changes and you have to kind of adapt to the rules and all of that. Again, to a certain extent and by still being authentic and all of that. But after some time, I feel like after this month, I already kind of, I I get like 80 to 90% of the rules and how I should move through that system. Basically, my strategy is already set, more or Mm -hmm. less. And it gets very boring very quickly for me because I'm asking myself, how long am am I going to be able to tolerate those controlled environments because I feel it's so limited in my creativity and in my, in my, yet just desire to try stuff and to, to just do stuff on my own and the way I see fit and deal with the consequences and not have a controlled environment constantly kind of checking in on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and whether or not what I'm doing is right. You know, mm-hmm. I feel very limited by those controlled environments and I can't wait to break away from them. <laughs> one day at one point because i feel like yeah i can move through that those systems and i do have strategies and i kind of enjoy it because i see it as a game and it's an opportunity for me to perfect my strategies but i don't see myself stuck in controlled environments my whole life because that's just not what fulfills me Mm mm-hmm so yeah, I yeah, think it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a little bit of a different thought pro- process or approach mm-hmm. to life. Yeah, man, I think I you hearing you talk about it, I think I can get, give a better concept which nails down the thing to 95% now. What I wanted to say maybe is um I guess I'm some sort of achievement hunter. Like, oh, that cool thing sounds cool. Um, 
you could also put that on your CV and blah, blah. Not because I inertly only do the stuff uh, be for the CV. No, I also think it's actually cool and it aligns with my principles and I love to do it. But it's at the same time also things that society takes as as serious um as marcus aurelius would say um would uh, inscribe value to it like a university degree um or working voluntarily at a student consultancy whatever um however it often feels like i it doesn't make me somebody that will that will advance for example physics in in a certain in a certain way because um even th even though society sees me as valuable because i have done this and that and whatever there might be this guy out there who just uh, pursued a normal university career or, or not even that um but by staying out of systems um and just i don't know working on physics for himself and playing around with equations because he had fun with it not even pursuing um a career he might be so much more intelligent and more so much more uh, up to the job of a physicist than me but society sees him as less valuable still at the same time um and what my problem probably is is bringing together those concepts um or maybe how sh how should i act should i stop playing that that achievement hunter game and just drop out of university and do <laughs> what uh, i see fit uh, for myself um, i don't know right doing some weird startup or whatever <laughs> um because i think oh man that might be a cool idea that might advance stuff or, or playing with the game and maybe being a fake person to some extent there maybe that brings i think right. that brings it to the point a bit more yeah right so <laughs> playing playing those status games and achievement games makes you feel inauthentic for the most part um to a certain extent, as I said, I really love the stuff I'm doing, but there's, yeah, there, I guess there's this sense of inauthenticity attached to it or the sense of actually there might be hundreds of people out there who are better fit for it, but society still, maybe that imposter part, maybe that's, that's, that's part of it, feeling like an imposter. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't I still I think imposter syndrome and feeling inauthentic are two very different things mm -hmm. at least in, in in that context um I don't know I'm trying to figure out how it is for me maybe there is some common ground on how we see that <laughs> to base it on yeah mm. <laughs> I don't know as I said for me me i'm i'm also definitely an achievement hunter in some way and in in some cases i even i even pride myself in that because mm. i feel like yeah just going after cv achievements or stuff I, I can put on my cv to appear more successful or whatever more accomplished is actually very easy mm. especially if you're in university there's a very again very clear game 
with very clear rules and you just follow the rules and do a bit of extra stuff to kind of stand out and you have your certificate and you have your success or whatever and again but i feel at the same time very limited and not not really fulfilled by any of that and i've noticed especially over the past few weeks that all of that achievement hunting may very well be just a a coping mechanism in certain cases just mm-hmm. i don't know for what exactly but i feel like there's a part from there's a part of me that similar to you feels like i want to be perceived a certain way in society and because society has those rules of you know if you have many certificates and good grades in university and all of kind of extracurricular stuff and you work in a student consultancy or whatever then you are accomplished and hardworking and intelligent and successful Mm -hmm. you kind of as you might that's a fault by me you know um at least that what i also just came up with whereas you might actually be half-assing things um not actually apply yourself to a thing to 80 90 100 whatever and actually make a change right yeah that's that's definitely also part of it play the game yeah that's also part of it and again i think at our age and you know going to university for me it's like first semester and stuff it's kind of normal to do those things and again the question is what's the alternative are you gonna drop out and just pursue whatever Mm, i don't know i mean i'm a fan of taking risks but i'm i'm also a fan of taking calculated risks plan b is also good and (laughs) exact having having a few backup plans Mm. and i don't think just dropping out and doing whatever is is the solution to that because even in the big system of life there are still status games there are still people yeah. you may want to impress. Uh, you still want people to perceive you a certain way. Maybe you want to make your parents proud or whatever. Those games aren't, you know, those games will not be gone once you drop out of university or of your nine to five job or whatever. Mm. They're still going to be there. And I think it's much more important to try to, to try to figure out how you can be the most authentic version of yourself and at the same time not jeopardize your future and jeopardize your opportunities just so you can say i'm 100 percent authentic all the time because if you walk around calling your professors out on their bullshit or if you call them names and insult them you may be very authentic but it doesn't really get you very far and really what's the point i mean you may have a short-term gain by feeling good about yourself that you've been authentic but everybody hates hates you and nobody's gonna offer you opportunities and nobody's gonna perceive you as someone who can control himself in certain situations and again that's kind of where it's important to be perceived a certain way and to control what you want to say and to control how you are perceived because at the end of the day it is kind of important and if you want to be authentic 100 percent authentic one day and just do your thing and do whatever you want i mean i don't think there really is such a place i mean even you can, if you can have come your very own, close to it i guess 
you can come pretty close but i think even if you have your own businesses and all of that i think the only place you can ever truly be authentic is probably with your very close family Mm. or your own family one day um if you establish that relationship hopefully (laughs) (laughs) but when it comes to business when it comes to work and career and meeting people and all of that it's going to be very hard to be 100 percent authentic Mm -hmm. yeah man i think I think yeah that's the issue I have finding finding the balance between those those two things um playing playing the game um to a certain extent where you can also say I'm to the largest part very authentic I think that's that's maybe where I'm struggling and we don't need right. to take go on with this discussion right here now <laughs> No, um, actually, now to get back to discussions, uh, to decisions, <laughs> and maybe maybe wrap up this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I I said that one of the questions I tend to ask myself is, what are the sacrifices or consequences that come with each option? Yeah. And let's take that example of playing, let's say, societal games versus just being hundred percent authentic. You can be 100% authentic all the time and just tell people straight to to their face what you think and, you know, what you don't like and all of that. But the gain or the consequence is that, okay, maybe you feel a a little bit more authentic and maybe people perceive you as being more authentic, but really that's just a short-term gain because most likely the negative consequence of that is People think you can't control yourself. You can't control your emotions. Um, they don't probably don't really view you view you as being competent. Therefore, you're not gonna be offered many opportunities, and you're basically just destroying your whole life because of that. I mean, mm-hmm. there's it's one thing to be truthful and to speak your truth and to not lie basically and it's another thing to jeopardize your future and the gains of being 100% authentic are very small whereas the gains of kind of controlling yourself when you have to control yourself and figure out an authentic strategy for those societal games has a much more long-term gain and mm-hmm. it's going to be much more beneficial yeah man i think that's a good point to wrap up this episode um perfect what just came to my mind now um two last thoughts first of all we use the word authentic that that much that we should actually get a bit deeper into what authenticity means which we might do want to do next episode (laughs) um second of all in the past episode I think it might even have been the last episode. We talked about how important um, using accurate speech and getting the right words to define what or to self-reflect and how important that actually is to yeah how, how to come to a conclusion about yourself. And I think in the, this uh, in today's episode, or at least the the second half of today's episode was a very good example of it because i started out with having a very unclear image about myself but like by getting closer to it by figuring out maybe the right words to use for it 
I think I just got a clearer image about the problem I'm, I'm having. <laughs> so just as a little, if if you by any chance watch the last episode and this episode, I think that might have been a good example of of yeah. finding the right words for concepts and how that can help you Absolutely. and how speech is important in self reflection. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's great. That's great to hear. I think I, I'm actually quite happy with how, how this turned out. Even yeah. though we deviated quite a bit, but it was a very, very open and kind of deep discussion mm -hmm. in certain in certain aspects. So yeah, enjoy that. Yeah. But I still feel like, man, we didn't we didn't even scratch <laughs> make a dent <laughs> no. into the topic of decision making. No, may maybe we can do that in the future. There's like maybe we're gonna so talk much about more that like in do we have a free will? What is a fulfilled life? How can we put that together with a fulfilled life? How does mathematical game theory come into play there? How does our decisions relate to the decisions of society? I mean, we covered that too, a bit. There's so much like how does rationality and emotions <laughs> connect to each other? How do ethics come into play? The topic is like so huge. I, yeah, I we guess can we, we can definitely make yeah. future episodes on that. It's gonna be interesting. All right, man. Sick, man. Yeah. So thanks for your time. Yeah. Enjoyed it greatly, <laughs> and thanks for you listeners out there. I hope you enjoyed it as well. If so. Feel free to leave a review, to follow us, and to share it with your friends and family and pets and whatever. And hope to see you next week. Bye-bye.